Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee, which is a not entirely satisfying cup of coffee. The ravages of the pandemic. <laughs> uh, today is Thursday, March 26th. And yeah, I've, this is my last bit of half and half. That's, you know, oh, the humanity, but still. Um, when we went to Costco at the beginning of March, I bought four, um, what, half-gallon size? Yeah, half-gallons of half and half. And this is officially the end of them. And David went to Sprouts yesterday, and the only half and half he could find, and he bought me two quarts of it, unfortunately, because it's fat-free half and half. And one might say, Jeffy, how can it be that half and half is fat-free when half and half is mostly fat? Well, says I to you, it turns out it is mostly corn syrup. <laughs> corn syrup is the number one ingredient on the list of ingredients. So it's, uh, I don't know, milk-flavored corn syrup. <laughs> I don't want to drink it. David feels bad. He didn't notice. He just thought, oh, well, you know, fat-free, half and half. How bad can it be? Turns out pretty bad. So, woe is me, but I might go check our little grocery store. It's more money, but, you know, hey, I am made of money. Uh <laughs> Just not true. <laughs> Let me hasten to add. But still, um, hopefully they will have some because, you know, this is like my, my major thing. A lot of days I don't eat any other breakfast. It's my half and half breakfast. So, so there we are. Here we are. Here we are, aren't we? You get bonus points if you recognize that quote, which I'm sure nobody does. It's, um... A play, a play I was in in high school, back in the day. So, let's see. Yesterday was good. It was a little bit weird writing-wise. I have, um, I was asked to write an essay for the Women in Fantasy Month on Fantasy Cafe, which I was super-duper excited <laughs> to be asked to do this because... It's the first time that um, a site that really focuses on fantasy, 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 not romance-infused fantasy, um, has asked me to do something like that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's meaningful to me, and, and I do have things I want to say. And... I've known for about this for about a month. I may have mentioned it before. If we were actually sitting and having coffee in real life, I would be forever telling you things that I had already told you. So, you know, I feel like there's verisimilitude to this. So, I've been making notes all month, and it's due tomorrow, the 27th. But I hadn't written it yet. Um, I kept feeling like, I think partly because I've been writing this book so hard. Um, you know, I just never, I thought I was going to write it on the weekend and then 
you know, and I think some of it's to do with the pandemic too. I, I've been doing better than a lot of people who have been feeling like they just can't write. I haven't been having that problem, but I don't have a lot of leftover energy. So I kept not writing it on the weekends. And I really want this to be, I always feel so funny saying this. I want this to be good. I want this to be <laughs> not my usual dashed off <laughs> slapdash effort. <laughs> oh, you know, at least I'm self-aware. <laughs> at peace with that. I'm not entirely at peace. Anyway, I wanted to at least have a chance to go over it a few times. Um, and make sure that it was a really solid essay. So yesterday morning, um, instead of writing a blog post, I wrote this essay. And it was, came out to about 1,600 words. And I sent it to Kelly Robson, and she sent it back to me saying it was really good, and she had a few edits and suggestions to clarify, so that's helpful. So now I can tighten it up and do those things and send it off tomorrow. But as a result, I didn't start working on the book until 11, something like that, 10.30, 11. And I ended up getting, you know, 3,600 words for the day, but that included the essay. So I didn't quite get 3,000 words on the book, but I did get the book moved forward and I'm still, I guess I, it did bounce up my finish date to like April 5th, right after the weekend, which is still okay. We still have plenty of time to do some of the layering I want to do before I send it to editor Jenny by the 15th. So, and it, it was one of those things that just needed to be done, right? And I was working on the book in the afternoon, and I just kind of hit that empty point. I've gotten to the point where I have this gauge in my head that I have developed, and I can just almost see that needle go boop <laughs> and tap the empty. I, I can sometimes push past it, but it's usually not advisable, and there wasn't a strong reason to, so I didn't. So, I'm glad Kelly thinks the essay's decent. I was a little worried she'd come back and say, well, really, this is a piece of garbage. Which, I adore her. <laughs> and I, I, this is like one of those features that is also a bug. Kelly will absolutely tell you if something sucks. <laughs> Which, you know, you can depend upon her honesty, but you don't ask her opinion if you um, aren't prepared to hear I'm prepared for the possibility that it might suck. So, I have um, made it through Act 2 Climax on the book. Um, I'm at something like 88,000 words, 89,000 words in that neighborhood. So, and about 100, and, and I'm shooting for 110, so about 20,000 words to go, and I think... And I know pretty much what's happening in all of them, so kind of. There will be surprises during the storming of the castle, as it were. But 
should um should be all right. There are a couple of um things I know I keep saying this that I'm going to to weave in and I'm leaving the ending a little bit loose and in my mind I envision this as leaving as if I'm you know it's funny I use the metaphor of weaving cloth all the time with storytelling which I think is funny because I've never woven anything I my uncle used to weave and I would watch him at the loom and I would learn love to learn to weave if we ever add on to this house I would love to have a loom I think that it's probably a metaphor that works well for me. Um, or it's, <laughs> sorry, this is why I get for thinking and talking at the same time. It is a metaphor that works well for me. I think it might be a external expression of the metaphor that would also work well for me. So <clears throat> when I get to the end of the book, I feel like even though for the most part, when I'm done writing a draft, it's pretty much in the final shape. It's, I don't do heavy, heavy revising. It's pretty tight at that point. But the I leave the ending a little bit loosely woven so that I can bring up, layer in threads and bring them up. So there is like one thing that I've not been putting in the story so far because I'm not exactly sure how it's going to play into the finale. I think it will. And so that's like one of those things that I'm just going to see how this goes. And then I'll go back and make sure that it's that thread is in there throughout. That sort of thing. This morning we are going to have writer coffee on Zoom. So that'll be fun. Get to see everybody's faces at least. Our regular 9.30 meeting time, but virtual. Things are looking better in New Mexico. Um, we had there's people out walking on the road. <laughs> it's funny how the voices echo. I'm sitting outside on the portal. It's a, it's a neat morning. Um, I think I've mentioned we've been having not wonderful weather and it's um this morning it's very overcast but it's not to, it's, there's a slight breeze but it's not windy yet when I looked at the weather last night I said to David oh guess what tomorrow it's going to be overcast and winds and windy <laughs> and he said oh hooray <laughs> for a change because that's all we've been having um but right now it is not that windy yet and there's a nice um, wet still feel to the air and it's kind of a dark morning because it's overcast but it's really peaceful and lovely I was considering walking up to Brooks to see if they have my half and half I'm trying to decide if I want to spend that much time on it especially since it would be nice to get an hour of writing in before we do writer coffee So, I know I'd started to say something when I got distracted by the people on the road, but I don't know what. Tomorrow, I am going to interview Jennifer Estep. She is going to uh, join me 
for coffee and talk about her new release and talk about life in general. So that should be fun. I'm going to do more of these interviews. You guys did not return my question. I'm not sure I heard from anybody saying, oh, hey, yes, we really want more interviews. But I know that this is also um, everybody <laughs> is dealing with this this weird time that we're going through. Oh, that's what I was trying to say. Speaking of weird times, is that I think things are looking pretty good in New Mexico. It looks like we are flattening the curve. We did have the first death from COVID-19 um, yesterday, but they've been doing more and more testing, and we only found 12 more cases yesterday, bringing our total up to 112. So we're certainly not seeing the exponential growth. So then David and I were talking about this earlier this morning, is what happens if New Mexico gets a grip on it and our curve is nicely flattened but then our other states are not, you know, like Texas may be vastly, vastly under testing by the sounds of it. And Colorado is doesn't have a grip on theirs yet. So, you know, what do you do when you're, you know, how do we prevent travelers from coming to New Mexico? There's, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if we get our um, contamination rates down, how do you keep people from bringing it here? I was reading that, um, you know, of course, New York is really struggling, and it appears that many people in New York who were positive for the virus and fled the city have been spreading it to other places. So, yeah, what do you do then? So, anyway, you guys um, had not said, yay, we want more interviews, but I think having more interviews is fun. I enjoy um, talking to people. You can, we'll just tell by the listener numbers how you guys feel. So it's going to be Jennifer Eastep tomorrow. And then next Thursday, um, Ilana Meyer is going to be on who writes wonderful fantasy novels. So it will be entertaining for me, if nothing else, which is the entire point of doing this podcast, right? <laughs> well, it's a huge part of it. Um, it's a funny thing because now that I am, oh, can I slip it in here? I am. First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you can find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcast. And so since I am part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, uh, I end up talking to these other podcasters on Slack and stuff. And they are always talking about things like growing their show and bringing in more income and all of this kind of thing you know, promotion, what kinds of promotion do people do? And I know that I should be invested in growing the show, and I would like the show to grow. And so I should be asking you guys um, to please leave reviews and to tell people if you like the show. But for me, the podcast is not my primarily, my primarily, my primary creative venture, right? Uh, the books are my primary focus, and the podcast is in support of my author presence. Whereas for other people, these other podcasters, it's very much their primary creative focus. And so I think that makes a difference in how you go about things. 
But one thing that I think is a primary rule of social media and one that I've observed all along and often give as advice as well, it's always good if the advice you give matches the advice you take, (laughs) is that you should only do social media that you enjoy, that is um, fun for you and rewarding for you. Because otherwise, if you're forcing yourself to do it, the inauthenticity shows through. So, so yeah, my podcast, I'm going to do what's fun, and talking to my friends is fun, especially now. You know, it's, um, it's funny because my life is not notably different, but I am noticing, you know, feeling a little um, socially deprived. Uh, you know, I really feel for those of you like my mom who are used to being very social people. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to feel like hey, I, I want to see some people. And I think some of it is coming from knowing that I'm not hmm, not sure what kind of bird that is. Might be a bush tit. Pretty little song. Um, I think it's knowing that I'm not going to have my conference season this year. And I've been kind of sad about that, even though we're going to have virtual conferences. Um, I don't know. I, I think it'll be cool, but I don't think it's going to be the same. I'm not going to get my same kind of social input. But I was texting with my mom last night, and we were kind of riffing on all the things we would do. Once, oh, there they are. They it is a bush tip. Hi, honey. Yeah. So we were riffing on all the things that we would do when we can get together again. And she's going to get to celebrate a real birthday since her birthday this year was a non-birthday. So, yeah, we are going to, as soon as we get the all clear, we will go to Tucson and we are going to go out to dinner and we're going to have drinks and we're going to go to stores and all of these things. And it's funny. It's funny that these are the things we miss. But I guess it's... um a good opportunity to refocus on those things and discover what it is that you know you do find rewarding in life and what makes you know what gives you that sense of of play and delight <laughs> the uh, curved billed thrasher is sitting on the bird feeder with a beak full of nest material and now he decided to blow that off and let it all fall and eat some seed instead. I think you're mixed up, dude. You're, you're uh, cross-purposes. <clears throat> I'm not sure he had a good place to go put it anyway. So uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Jennifer Estep. I hope that you all have a great Thursday, that you are surviving your social isolation. And... That things and and that I can get some half and half. <laughs> ah, cross your fingers for me, right? I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>